Oh, all right. Well, good good morning. It is so good to to to, to be out here this morning to preach to you all. I did uh, talk to Don as well this weekend, and he told me you all usually get out at about one. So I'll do my best to uh, reach to that point of one, so that way you all can get out on time. But no, uh, I do not think that is going to be able to happen. My lungs cannot go for that long, and I do not like hearing my voice over a mic as well while I'm talking. So this is either going to be normal time or it's going to be a little bit short. But uh, for those of you who I uh, uh, did, did not get a chance to meet yet, my name is Edge DeBock. I am currently going to school at Southwestern Oklahoma State University, uh, learning how to teach and coach as well. And I am on year number four of school, so I am just about done. I have this semester and then one more, and I well, we finished. I did as well go to school at um, Oklahoma State University Institute of Technology. I know some of you uh, probably did get excited hearing uh, uh, hearing o- Oklahoma State University, but it's not uh, up in Stillwater. It is actually a branch campus that is in Okmulgee, which is where I am from, and I went to school in Beggs, which is just about 15 minutes north. But uh, I do know there is one question that uh, most of you are probably thinking right now. It's kind of a two-part question, but... But um, I, I, I am 6'11", and uh, no, I, I do not play uh, uh, sports a- anymore. Uh, there's a lot of people who think that just because you are tall, you can go and play a sports pro. And uh, those people, if uh, uh, that's you as well, you are right. But uh, joint pain also has a big say in that as well once you get taller. But uh, for uh, this, uh, this, um, uh, this sermon this morning, I did uh, find the two passages of Scripture that I did want to connect in this. And I found, uh, and I, uh, I did find something that I have been uh, 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 looking forward to try to figure out how I could piece both of these together for you all this morning. And it was an old board game that uh, my uh, mom used to make me play with her all the time because my dad and sister said no, they do not want to play with her anymore with it because she goes super hardcore with it. Some of you may be the same uh, way with it, and it is the game Scrabble. And uh, uh, this is a game that I uh, have learned uh, a lot of people like and uh, has evolved to where uh, you can now play on your phones as well. And for me playing it with my mom, I have no idea why people will want to play on their phones. Although I have learned that on the phones uh, uh, or online, it does have a, a little hint button at the top. You can only use a certain number of times. And I always seem to use that hint button uh, for the maximum amount of times on my first turn because I have no idea what it is that is going on. But there is one thing that I did learn uh, with this game that does go with our, uh, our life as well, with our walking in Christ. And it is, it is a lot e- easier to have somebody there with you or uh, have... a uh, uh, yeah, it, it is a lot easier to have somebody there with you to uh, help you walk through it and also easier to have a God on your side uh, so that way you may be able to see the path uh, more clearly that there is. But uh, so with uh, our first passage of scripture that we will be in this morning, we will be in a, a, oh, I'm trying to think, Genesis 12, and we are going to look at the call to um, Abram at first, before uh, he was called Abraham, and uh, talk about some. So uh, chapter 12 is where we will be reading verses 1 through 3, and starting in verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go go from your country and your kindred 
and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And to him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, so in these first three verses here, what we see is this is Abram's first call from God to go do his work for him. And uh, right now, uh, it seems pretty cool of what God says as well, that he will make a great nation from Abram as well. But there is one small uh, problem here that uh, uh, we do notice uh, as well, is that it is uh, kind of hard to have a great nation come from you when you do not yet have kids. And uh, 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 right now as well, Abram, it says a few verses up ahead that he is, um, I'm trying to think, 75 years old. And so uh, in this day and time, it uh, would not be impossible for him to be able to have kids. And he can still have kids around this time. And as we uh, see in the uh, chapters uh, up ahead as well, uh, we see that uh, 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 Abram goes to him to travel. And uh, he has his um, uh, uh, nephew Lot go with him. Uh, uh, and there does come a time where they do get separated. And then there comes a time where Abram goes to uh, uh, save Lot as well, and uh, Abram talks with God more, but uh, the one thing we see is that uh, he does not have a, a, a son yet. But uh, uh, if we do skip forward to uh, just a few more chapters, to chapter 17, we see that God tells Abram that one, his name shall be, that one, he shall be known now as Abraham, and he tells him, you're going to have a son. And uh, we hear this whenever we read it, and for me, I am thinking, yes, the time has finally come for him where he is going to have a son. After everything that he has done, he has been patient. He's going to have a son. But uh, the uh, one problem that uh, uh, we do see as well, and uh, 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 Abraham sees this as well, is uh, he uh, is now 100 years old now. And having a child at this point is going to be nearly impossible uh, to have now, but uh, we do see something in this, and uh, we see that God has uh, still made a way, and God promised Abraham that his son will be born, and a great nation will still come from him. Even uh, uh, with Abraham and his wife's old age, they still managed to have a son, and we see just reading all the way through Genesis and through the Bible that uh, everything that God had promised to Abraham happened, and uh, there were times where a a Abraham doubted what uh, uh, was going to happen, but then uh, he put his uh, full uh, trust and full faith in uh, to, to him and saw how everything all came together. And uh, uh, we even see later uh, on, uh, after Abraham's son Isaac is born, that uh, he uh, does hear from God that uh, uh, God tells him to go and sacrifice his son for him. And uh, without a second thought in, in Abraham's mind, he says, uh, uh, he uh, uh, takes his son and goes up to uh, the, the, the mountain so that way uh, he can't sacrifice him. And for me reading this, I'm just like, okay, hang on, time out real quick. Uh, you just uh, said that you were going to give me a son and the great nation was come from him. And now you want me to go do what with him exactly? So like for me, I'm uh, reading this and I'm seeing like, uh, how is this going to work? But uh, uh, with um, a, 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 a Abraham, he... Uh, 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 doesn't quite see how everything's going to work, but he does have that full faith and full trust in God that he is going to make 
uh, things work. And uh, he even says, uh, whenever he is asked where is the um, uh, uh, sacrifice that they are going to have, he says, God will provide, provide one for them. And uh, uh, the one... Uh, and then uh, we see uh, whenever a- a- Abraham and his son get up to the mountain, right before Abraham is about to sacrifice his son, uh, he hears a voice saying, stop, and a uh, uh, ram is provided for him uh, there. And the one thing that we can see with Abraham in uh, his life uh, uh, with God and his call is uh, the one uh, theme is to be patient with what is going on around you. Even though things may not seem like that they are going to come together, they still are going to come together how they should, which is the one thing that whenever I, I do play Scrabble, I have no idea how things are go- going to come together, and I'm not very patient at all with the game. But uh, for the next passage that I want to look at, uh, it is going to be in James chapter 1. I'll give it a little bit of time to flip there, but uh, uh, in James, uh, just in the first verse, we see that James uh, uh, is writing this to the 12 tribes of the dispersion. So, so the 12 tribes here have been uh, uh, scattered among the nation, and James is writing this uh, uh, book to them. Uh, while they have no idea what is going on, uh, no idea what it is that is going to happen, no idea what they're doing, and as almost like me when I do play Scrabble, I have no idea what's going on, no clue what's going to happen next. And is this letter a N or is this a Z? Um, I have no idea. I don't even know how to spell it. But uh, so uh, we see uh, in verses 2 through 18, uh, James uh, starts uh, uh, his, um, uh, we, starts his uh, we see the start of the book of James. And uh, starting in verse 2, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And, uh, and to let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For the person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its f- f- flowers fall and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trials, For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own, of his own he, will, uh, he uh, brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures." 
So here in these uh, uh, verses here, verses 2 through 18, uh, we see a lot of things in here that uh, we could spend all day and just pick apart each verse. But there's, just, but there's a few things that I want to point out from these. So if we look at uh, verse 2, uh, at the start it says to him, I count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Okay, let's just uh, take a break and pause right here for a second. So the one question that comes to my mind whenever I... Uh, I first read this, was why would James say this right here in verse 2? Uh, why would he say to uh, uh, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds? Like, this seems like, kind of like a weird thing to say. It's like uh, uh, you have uh, trials come up in your life, and James is saying to uh, uh, find uh, joy in these and count them joy. And uh, uh, I imagine these the 12 tribes uh, uh, at this point, I've had a whole lot go on, and, and hearing this, like, count it all joy, it's like, it's very, very confusing of why uh, you, you would want to count this all joy. But uh, if, we, in, uh, if we look at verse 3, uh, it says, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And uh, so why would James uh, say this? To consider it joy because the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And uh, it took me a little bit to figure out why he would say this, but uh, if we look at, the, at that term, uh, well, if we look at that word that uh, he says there uh, in verse 3, uh, the, um, uh, I'm trying to think, testing of your faith produces steadfastness. If we look at, at that uh, word, testing, this is uh, a term that uh, uh, is not what we would think. It's not uh, like uh, whenever you go to a school and you go to class and you sit down and take a test. That's not the kind of test uh, that James is talking about here. Uh, this term of testing is something that I uh, learned uh, is used by um by um I'm trying to think silversmiths and uh, silversmiths uh, whenever they uh, work with silver they have to test the silver before they can use it to um, uh, create whatever it is that they're going to create. And so what silversmiths will do is they will take the silver, put it in this pot, in this pot, put it over on fire have the uh, heat super, super hot where it melts the silver. Then after the silver is all melted, they'll take the pot off of the fire, let it set and let it cool, and then all the uh, uh, junk and, and the um, impurities that's in the silver will rise to the, the top once it has cooled, and they'll uh, take something to scoop out all of those uh, things out off of the silver, and then take the pot of silver, put it back on the fire, make it e- even hotter than the last time, and uh, then uh, after it has melted again, we'll take it off the fire, set it to the side, let it cool again, where uh, all the, uh, the junk and everything that was in the silver rises to the top more, and they will scoop it out again, and they will keep repeating this process until the silver has been tested out in, uh, all the way. And the way how they know that the silver is ready to be used and has been tested is they can uh, take the pot of silver, look uh, just right uh, uh, in the pot, and they see a reflection of themselves with nothing else in there. And uh, that is uh, what uh, James is saying here, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, the testing that you are going through is used to uh, make you more of a reflection of God in your life. Just like the silver uh, becomes a reflection of the silversmith, we too become a reflection of God through the testing. And uh, whenever we go through uh, these trials and temptation, uh, those moments are used for us to grow closer to God and lean on him for support so we, so we may also grow and become more like him. And we see uh, James uh, mention in verse 12 that uh, uh, if you do uh, you go through this and uh, let the testing of your faith produce a steadfastness, 
he says in verse 12, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And then if we skip forward a little bit and look at verse 17 here, uh, we see every good gift and every, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So in verse 17, it's saying here, every good gift is from God. And so uh, the thing that I have noticed is uh, 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 at times it's hard to tell uh, what these good gifts are from God because we have one idea of what a good gift uh, would be and what a bad gift would be. And uh, whenever I think of gifts, I usually think of uh, uh, whenever it is a time before my birthday or, or, or for uh, Christmas as well, uh, whenever gifts are given out, waiting to see if I got everything on my list and uh, some possible uh, things of good gifts for uh, uh, kids and, uh, and of what kids would have on their list list would be uh, toys or uh, some other stuff and uh, for college students as well. Uh, one thing that uh, we will not admit is on our list uh, that we think will be a really, really good gift is Nerf, Nerf guns. Nerf guns are on the top of the list for every college student. And I have learned this because whenever I was at, um, uh, before I did come to Southwestern, when I was at, at um, uh, OSUIT, we had a, um, a breakfast uh, the uh, night before uh, finals started. And they had, uh, where we did get a ticket where they would have a drawing and when we could pick prizes. And there were Nerf guns. And whenever I went up, uh, after my number was called, I grabbed the Nerf guns. And you just hear all the college students in there, about 200 of them, just go, aww. So Nerf guns are at the top of our uh, list. Uh, we, some may not admit it, but it is up there. Well, but uh, uh, then we have uh, ideas of what um, uh, I'm trying to bad gifts would be. And there's a lot of uh, people that uh, may not, uh, when I do have their list of what bad gifts would be. And there's always two things I have learned are at the top of everybody's list of uh, bad gifts. And uh, something that uh, not everybody thinks of at first, but whenever it comes uh, to a gift, whenever uh, you get that box, you're ready to open it, and you open it, and you see this in there, you're just like, man, but uh, it is socks and uh, 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 also underwear as well for what bad gifts would be. At least that's what I thought until uh, I did realize that I was uh, running a little late for class, and I forgot to do laundry the night before. But I still uh, had a package of socks that had not been opened from uh, my birthday right before. So it was very good that I had those things. But uh, uh, you see, we have these ideas of what these good gifts and bad gifts would be. But uh, yet God had uh, his idea of what uh, good gifts are from him. And James says uh, in the verses right before uh, this, uh, when we look at verse 17, uh, right before it, James uh, uh, right before this, he says, uh, to, 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 to him not be deceived because emotions and sinful thinking can trick us into turning away from God and, and to cling on to the truth, which is that every good thing in our lives is a gift from God. And uh, uh, whenever we do come up on these uh, trials and we, uh, 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 and we are tempted to change our opinion of the trustworthiness of our God, uh, uh, we uh, look at uh, whenever Moses led God's people out of Egypt, uh, they have been treated as super badly while they were in Egypt this uh, whole time. And they uh, had uh, prayed and prayed to God to send somebody to uh, lead them out of Egypt and save them 
uh, from what is going on uh, with all the bad treatment that they have been receiving. And then whenever God did, did call Moses to lead them out, and they went uh, through the Red Sea and uh, got away uh, from uh, Pharaoh and uh, uh, all the Egyptians, uh, we noticed something, and that was that uh, the people uh, who were there who had been uh, praying uh, for God to send somebody to, to lead them out, they started saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't have left Egypt. You know, we've been walking for quite a while. Uh, we've uh, uh, had to travel for quite some time. We're probably on, on day number five now. I have lost count. But, uh, you know, living back there wasn't so bad. I had places to stay, had food. And uh, they, uh, their minds uh, start to go away from seeing all of the uh, bad things that happen and seeing, like, those few good things that did happen while they were in there, and uh, wanting those more than what they had uh, spent a whole lot of time praying for and praying to God for uh, instead. And uh, what James uh, is saying to these 12 tribes is, hey, remember uh, what this is and uh, how this will benefit you in the long run. And uh, it may not seem good at the moment, but if you wait and see how uh, uh, all these pieces work together, you will see how God will use these things for it's good because this attitude of making those lists of what we think we are missing out on will lead to even more temptation. And James urges these 12 tribes uh, as well to change the typical human mindset that we have. And he calls us to make a new list of all the good things we do have instead of all the things we don't have and see where all those good things come from. Just like what we saw in the first passage we looked at when we did look at Abraham I, I, we saw that we need to be patient because uh, when God says that he will do something, he will provide for us and uh, give us the things that he says will uh, be, be there for us, even though they may not seem like good things at the moment, just like uh, uh, whenever Moses led the people out, even though uh, they had to travel so much and all that traveling did not seem good at the moment, uh, we see later on that it did ended up being something good for them in the long run. And so uh, the one uh, the thing that I do have uh, uh, for you all to remember, if there's anything that you do get out of this, uh, it is uh, these few things. Uh, uh, it is these few things. And it is that God gave you every good thing in your life. He is the source of all uh, the good you have uh, and all the good that you crave. And uh, when our circumstances change, God does not change. He does not go from being a good God to being a, 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 a bad God when our trials begin. He is still the source of all the good in our life, and he never changes. Even though in uh, those uh, uh, trials that we go through, it may seem like that God is not there with us. If we just pause, and just as uh, a step back just a little bit, and take a breath, we will see that God is still there, and he is still in, in a, a control of our life. And so no matter what it is that you are called to do, even uh, at the moment when we are called to go and we see everything and it just uh, looks like just a bunch of random uh, letters on a little wooden box in front of us trying to be put together to form words, and uh, no matter how confusing uh, it may be, God is here and he will not change on us at all. And uh, whenever I, 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 I to say here that uh, whenever, uh, whenever we are called, uh, a lot of people, they think that uh, being called just means uh, being called to uh, preach on a Sunday or to be a, 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 a youth pastor or uh, to uh, help lead worship. But that is not uh, always the case. You 
can be called uh, to just work the job that you have and be a light right there. You do not have to uh, uh, go and travel halfway across the world or uh, to stand uh, 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 or stand in front of a pulpit with a mic on on Sunday morning to be called. You can still be a light for God and shine uh, for Him, no matter uh, what it is uh, you are doing. And uh, it may seem confusing at the moment, but all it takes uh, is a time for everything to come together as it should. And so uh, for the um, uh, uh, end here, uh, the last uh, little bit that I, uh, I have, uh, for time-wise, uh, we are going to have our, 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 our um, uh, uh, invitation and also the time of response. And so uh, uh, with the time of response, uh, a lot of people see this as just a time for people who do not know God to come up and get right with God. But this is not always the case. This time of response is for all of us, even for those of us who are believers, as well to take time and be able to respond to what it is that has been taught as well. And so there are any of you who do want to come up here and pray at the uh, uh, altar you uh, can or uh, there are any uh, of you who just need prayer as well then I will be up here as well to pray with you as well or uh, uh, or if you don't uh, I want to walk up to the front and, uh, and bend down and pray you can pray where you are at as well at the front it's not the only spot where you can uh, respond to, to God and what is being taught you can, you can respond from where you are at right now Let's pray. Lord, Lord God, we pray and give thanks to today, Lord. And Lord God, we pray that as we go throughout our life, Lord, we will see just how you work in our lives, Lord. And I will see, even though in the moments it may not seem like you are there, Lord, that you are always there and you are there for us. As well, Lord, and Lord, I pray that uh, 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 for us all, as we do go out through our uh, throughout our life, Lord, we uh, will see uh, you and just be patient and know that you, uh, you, uh, your plan and your timing is greater than our timing and our plan that we have. Pray all these things and in, in, in your Son's name, a- a- Amen. Thank you.
Edge, thank you for being faithful, man, and uh, bringing the word. Uh, make sure you guys uh, uh, thank Edge for being here, uh, being faithful, bringing God's word. Thank you for that. Uh, you guys are dismissed. Have a wonderful day.